Hey, everybody. Welcome to Empowerment Ministry, Good for Your Soul. We are so thankful that you are here on today. You know, the Bible doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be confusing. It doesn't have to be irrelevant. We welcome you because at on these weekly conversations that we have with you, we are helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. I am Raquel and joining me today is Tanya. And we welcome you today in today's episode. We are going to talk about the surprising pattern of the cross from Philippians chapter two, verses three through five. Tanya, welcome. Well, good evening, good evening. It is always a pleasure to be here. Yes, um, tomorrow is Palm Sunday. So yeah, um, thank you again for the invite. Uh, Reverend Raquel, and to everybody that is watching or listening, you know, God is good all the time. All the time. time. No matter what you are going through today, know that God is with you. Amen. We're just so thankful that you're here. We welcome you on today. Um, And also share with us, where are you tuning in? Where are, where, where is this conversation happening today? Is it in Texas? Is it in Florida? Huh? Is it in Idaho? Is it in California? Or is it here in 716 right here in Western New York? We welcome you today. We're so excited that we're about to engage into this conversation. You know, Tanya, Many people believe that the cross was it. That was the end. Jesus died on the cross. That was it. But no, that was just the beginning. And there's some surprising patterns in the cross. And, you know, our logic is more of a hierarchy, um, what we're used to. Uh, But Jesus did something that was just, it went against the grain. So in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, today we're going to talk about the surprising pattern of the cross. And we welcome all our guests and friends with us today. Our New Testament scripture said it before. Let's let's see what it has to say to us today. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11 says, Let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be explored, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. The word of the Lord to the people of God. Thanks be to God for his word today. The surprising pattern of the cross. Interesting, huh? You know, does a smile come to your face when someone tells you, um, you are the head person in charge, or your stuff doesn't stink. <laughs> it, it draws to you uh, uh, this attention of importance. Truth be told, this could be the model for humanity. And if you don't believe me, I'm sure it's on a t-shirt somewhere. Every one 
of us has a bit of celebrity complex. And none of us would mind a little bit of fanfare when we enter the room, right? We would all love our own um, theme music to follow us wherever we go. We would all love petals of roses just to be laid at our feet every step that we took. Even worse, you know, we bring this celebrity complex into the life of the church being fixated on securing our preferences, our positions, our status, uh, and making sure that we are daily trumpeting our accomplishments to be recognized and applauded. After all, this is how power and authority, significance and success work in the world, right? We have a right to be recognized for who we are in all our glory. And yet when we look at the one whom God ascribes, as in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5, 11, the name that is above every name, we find a surprisingly, um, this contrast, this portrait of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, it invites us to explore some of the deepest ministries of Jesus Christ, his deity, his eternal existence, his incarnation, his crucifixion, and his exaltation by his father in heaven. And yet the emphasis is not on getting our Christology or the study of Christ straight, even though that is crucial, but it highlights the pattern of humility. God, through Jesus Christ, chose a course of downward mobility to serve others and show them what God is truly like. God being God's eternal son, he lays aside his glory and he shares with his father, choosing not to exploit his deity for selfish gain, but instead makes himself nothing by taking on the form of a servant and becoming human, going so far in obedience to the father that he was willing to undergo the shameful death of the cross. And yet the story of Jesus doesn't end at the grave. As we're about to celebrate this Palm Sunday, this is a surprising pattern to the cross. Life through death, exaltation through humiliation, glory through change, through shame, excuse me. So the question that I have for you tonight is, how does caring for others make a difference in your relationships? How does caring for others make a difference in your relationships? Reverend Tanya? What are your thoughts? Oh, great question. Great question. And the ponder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. say, say the question one more time. The question is, how does caring for others make a difference in your relationships? If you did not care for others, what type of person do you think you would be? Right. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be, let me not say that because then I'll be making a judgment. You have to love yourself. You have to care about yourself in order to care for others, um, for it to be genuine, in order for it to be genuine. I'm not say, I'm not going to say that you can't care for others if you don't care for yourself. Because I know many people that do it. Um, but genuine care and to be able to show um, the love of Christ is how we love others, right? Loving our neighbors as our, as ourself is what the scripture says. Um, it can be difficult, but I mean... 
It could be done. We do it all the time. <laughs> you know, the, the pattern all began with Jesus humbling himself to the point of obedience. Not just any type of obedience. You know, where it was nonchalant, like, okay, I'll do this and then I'm done. No, it was to the point of death on the cross. So Paul says that we should have this mindset of Christ choosing to serve others over our personal satisfaction. Tina, that's hard. <laughs> that's, that's really hard. But I mean, that's, think about where Paul was, right? He was in jail writing these letters. His, he used his own circumstances to encourage the people. That right there is a testimony in of itself and a, a, a great example along with, you know, the example of Christ of one, how to find joy in the midst of um, our difficulties and then seeking um, to know Christ in the midst of it and show Christ, right? Right. That's the, that's the hard part. Right. Seeking, but also showing Christ to other people in the midst of you know this disposition that christ took this this mindset that he took mm -hmm. was not to the point of you know when you think about humbling yourself some people think that you know you have to be a doormat but that's that's not what this is talking about what he's saying is that through the death of jesus christ he wanted humanity to prosper he wanted humanity to receive everything that is promised to them. And it was all, it all started back in the garden. You know, God laid out this plan and for six days, he put it all together. And then on the seventh day, bam, it's completed. And on the eighth day, it was up to Adam and Eve to begin this fulfillment of God's plan. And that's, that's, that's what Jesus wants us to do, to humble ourselves so that we know the purpose of God and then take that that purpose that he placed in, in each of us. And every one of us has a different purpose. Tanya is more hospitable than I am. You know, uh, <laughs> she's more gracious than I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mine is that uh, I'm, I'm a more, you know, let's dot the I's and cross the T's type of person. You know, I, I don't necessarily need all the, the details. If you have a problem, my immediate response is, let's fix it. Don't don't give me a whole bunch of details of, you know, going back to 1945 and no, I don't need to know all that. <laughs> now, Tanya, on the other hand, she loves details. <laughs> I do. She does. Do. It's I true. Do. And she has to know those things. And that's why I'm saying each of our purposes is different. You can give me a little, I can work with it. Tanya needs a little bit more and, and to make it happen. That's all I'm saying. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's all about the gifts that we have. Even though we're two different individuals, we have to use those gifts, those gifts to help others benefit. Yes. And absolutely. here. Go ahead. No, I say absolutely. Absolutely. We can't hold on to our personal rights, our personal feelings and say, you know, um, X person um, can receive um are, are the gifts that God has given us, but why person? Eh, no, because I don't like them. No, we have to set aside um, our feelings, uh, um, our personal rights, 
and we have to do what God has called us to do. Yes. Um, get out your feelings. Get out your feelings. And what Christ did, he did not take his, his divinity and thought that he was equal with God. There was one other person that thought that he was he could do that, and boom, he was kicked out of heaven. <laughs> no, he did not do that. Jesus began um, his existence in on earth, in Bethlehem, in Mary's womb, and although he was much God, and at all times he knew what was going on, he did not think that he was equal with God. He humbled himself. That, isn't that weird? He humbled himself to himself because God is one. Robertina, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, when when you think about it, the fact that he is God himself and he came down in human form and felt what we felt, right? And then, and all of that, you know, he still went to the cross. He was obedient and went to the cross. That's, that's heavy, man, heavy. It really is. <laughs> it is. Right. It is. Jesus in his noble stature, if you will. I mean, just, just full of glory, okay? He lowers his, his social role and puts on flesh. He becomes incarnate. And you have to understand that mentality, that behavior is contradictory to our convention and a way established rulers ought to lead. And it also goes a great also goes against the grain of the culture of that time, against the Roman Empire. Because you know the Empire was the Roman Empire was all about, you know, um, authority and flaunting that authority. And Jesus didn't do that. He humbled himself to the point of a servant. He said, I didn't come to, to be served. I came to serve. I didn't come to be ministered to. I came to minister. And you know, that is for any person in any type of leadership position. That is a very humbling statement. Well, I noticed, and I'll just, something that I've noticed being in this uh, pandemic over the last couple of years, I've, I've seen the mindsets of many leaders change to become more um, service oriented. And that's, that's wonderful. That's great because, you know, what, what was out there before, what, what I saw, you know, it, it was the total opposite was more like a dictatorship you know you do things do things my way this is the way i want it done you serve me and then i'll i'll tell you what to do but i see a lot of uh change in in folks mindset um managers and um leaders pastors um, you know and it's a wonderful thing yeah. Because that's that's what God intended. True. And, you know, in humbling yourself and serving, first of all, your perspective changes. Okay. It's not that I'm looking down on you anymore. It's that um, I'm coming to your level. I see, I feel empathy. I feel your pain. I see your pain. You know, uh, 
what can I, what can I do to come alongside of you and help you in your journey? You know, it's, um, the conversation is different when you humble yourself, like you were talking about, you know, um, a leadership uh, position or, um, uh, just working with other people, you know, when, when you're in charge of somebody and they're your subordinate, if you will, you know, um, you're, the attitude isn't that you don't go and sit behind your desk, so to speak, and let your your team struggle. Right. You are the leader, and as a, a leader, you lead the people. If you want to be a manager, then you know you you sit behind your desk and you manage the process. I mean, both are needed. Don't get me wrong, but there is a big difference between managing and leading leadership. Right. You, you get down. You get down, down and dirty, you know, in the trenches with the people that that are doing the the, the hard work. You get down with them and you do the hard work as well, yeah. right? So if 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 you're the pastor and you at the church, well, some people some people may disagree with what I'm about to say, but if you see that something needs to be swept up, you grab a a, a broom and you sweep it up and you pick it up. You don't step over and say, "Hey, where's the custodian?" Right? You right. see a spill, you wipe it up. I mean, come on. If you walk up the stairs and the stairs are slippery, you put some salt on it. Not waking, um, waiting, walking around, looking for people to come do it. Yeah, somebody has that 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 job to do, but say they're busy doing something else. How long does it take? Yeah, right. Don't complain about it. Be about it. Uh, right. You care for others with no ex- no expectation, nothing in return. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Exactly. Correct. Correct. And you let's, let's go a little bit deeper, Tanya. And when we're talking about individuals in this case, let's talk about the church and its role in the community. Mm -hmm. There are certain churches. Okay. Let's just talk about them. Okay. Not everybody's going to agree with me, but there are certain churches that are in the community just for prominence only. That you come to our church because we got the, the entertainment, we got the great speakers, we got the inspiration, we got the great childcare, we have all of that. You come, you give your money, bam, and we have nothing else to do with you. We don't care when you're in a hospital, okay, and you need someone to pray with you. Forget that, okay? I ain't got time for that. Or you go, you are facing an addiction, drug addiction, alcoholism, anything, uh, anything like that. No. We're not, we're not going to provide those type of services for you because we want to keep the church. What's pure? Pure is that we're, in essence, we're a country club. We're not a hospital. Hospital receives all sorts and all sorts of people. Okay. Whether they have insurance or not a country club. Okay. Only people of our status and our prominence are allowed to enter through these doors. If you look, if you don't look like us, if you don't have the status that we have, you cannot come through these doors because the, for us, the gospel costs, not, not a sacrifice or suffering like the Bible talks about it. It costs money. How much are you willing to pay to sit in these pews? Mm. Mm. Boy, that hurts. It it does. It does. Um, I, you know, again, I'll I'll say, you know, Jesus is 
or my first time saying this today. Jesus is the 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 great CEO, the the servant leader that we should model. So you said a bad word there because everybody doesn't believe in servant leadership. How can Every, you be a servant I, and be a leader? You got to be one or the other. Go ahead, talk about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. But if you look at the example of Jesus, he was a servant leader. He served, but he also led and he taught the disciples and he did all of it. You can't do it all in one day. It's a process like anything else. And if you read the the Gospels and you look at how he served and he led and it was a he had this rhythm to it on how he did it. If we f- truly follow his example, as Paul says in, in uh, verse 5, right? Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. We wouldn't have, uh, uh, I, I don't feel we would have as much division and um, a lot of the issues that we have in the church universally, right? If we did that, we wouldn't have all these different denominations if we did that, if we truly wanted to be like Christ, the world would be a much better place. We wouldn't have so many hurting people because what I have, I want you to have too. You, I really am my brother's keeper, my sister's keeper. Let me pull you up, right? You, you, you look at the scripture and you know, because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honor, and honored him high, honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow to worship before Jesus. And I'm reading from the message translation. If we truly become the people that Jesus wants us to be, he said he'll draw all men unto him. Using us, that would be possible, right? In Acts, what, four or five thousands came daily? Yes. Imagine, imagine that. Instead of this great falling away that we have, because people can't decide if, if is it the church or is it the world that they're getting mixed in with okay i'm done go ahead no, I'm, no. I'm with somebody. go ahead no go ahead. no this is good what has to happen before all of this is just like christ what are we willing to give up what are we willing to give up are we willing to empty ourselves and emptying ourselves does not mean that we um, become like a zombie or we lose our individualism or we lose our characteristics. No, we become like Christ. We humble ourselves to fully accept the role of a servant and that is called Christianity. Well, when, when when the scripture talks about Jesus emptying himself, what he did, he just made more room to to 
to bear even more than he already was. He became even more of who he already was. He's already Jesus, God, divine, right? He became human, added that to his divineness so he can identify with us. In return, we as people emptying ourselves is to become more like Christ, take more of him to what we already have to be even better servants, better exactly. people, better representation. Exactly. There was not an exchange. Jesus didn't give no. up nothing. No. Just, he just, it was an addition to, like you said, to be better in, in his servant servanthood and in his, if you will, in addition to his divinity. That's what it was all about. <clears throat> right. He chose to step down, lay aside the robes, lay aside the status, lay aside the prestige, lay aside the, the accolades and what and whatnot. And he gave that up so that he could give his his robe to somebody else. Not his glory, okay? But he gave up his robe so that somebody else. So, so he gave up his crown. How's this? He gave up his crown so that you and I could wear a crown. Again, heavy, man, heavy. Yes. So some, uh, uh, some final thoughts. How can the attitude of Christ be developed in us each day? How can the attitude of Christ be developed us be developed in us each day? And what prevents us from having Christ's attitude? What prevents us from having Christ's attitude? Hmm. Something to think about. Humbling ourselves is an action. It's an action word. Just like love, we think that um, love is a noun, but love is an action word as well. We have to put it into practice. Humility means that in our emptying of ourselves, we become a unified church, which results in effective witnessing, which results in submitting to the gospel, which means that we are more willing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. That means in the end, we have no problem of bowing our knee to the our knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. But it, it starts with humbling ourselves. Right. Ramatanya, what are your what are your final thoughts? Um uh, you know, what does it really take to to humble ourselves? What does it really take to to humble ourselves? Um, how can the humility of Christ make a difference in in our circumstances? You know what what can we learn from Jesus's humility? You know, it's a question I ask myself all the time to to help me to to treat people. Right. Not expecting anything in return. That's the thing. Ah, beloved, we have a lot to do to work on in ourselves, individually and corporately as the body of Christ. You know, 
whether you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ for the first time or renew your commitment to Christ, uh, today uh, there's an invitation available to each and every one of us. As found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, verse 28, there is an invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, who carry burdens, and I will give you rest. God loves you and wants to give you a fresh start. And we would be honored to pray with you. We have the, the link um, um, right before you. Um, just press on the link if you desire prayer. Or you can always go to 716emumc.org slash prayer hyphen request. Also, we are just so thankful for your ongoing support. We thank God for each and every one of you that give to this ministry. Um, we are helping people take their next step towards Jesus Christ through our social media, through our podcasts, through our website. And we also uh, have this EM, EM 10% initiative. And we give 10% of our monthly donations to uh, global and local communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. And this month, we are so proud to give to um, Eight Days of Hope. We're just so thankful. And we appreciate you helping us to be a blessing to them. Wherever you are in your walk with God, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtag 716EMUMC. Watch the latest Empowerment Ministry Conversation on YouTube and Facebook. Stay connected to Daily Inspiration on our webpage at 716emumc.org. You can also join our mailing list at 716emumc.org to know when the new conversations are available. We are so glad that you're part of our conversations. We look forward to seeing you on social media live Saturdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Until then, God bless.